Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well, but... Uh-oh. I did wake up this morning to an email. Hmm. And the email was like, hey, this is your bank. Thank you for letting us know that you've changed your address. Guess what, Jeff? You haven't changed your address. I have not. So I called them, and of course you get the guy on the phone who... What's uh, his name? I don't remember. John. It wasn't John. It, uh... Derek? What? I, I mean, I wasn't there, but it wasn't Derek. <laughs> he just seemed made up. Kevin? Um, anyway, the I person I was speaking to on the, on, the, on the other line was like, hey, uh, you know, we don't see any suspicious activity. This must have been sent accidentally. And I'm just like, now is not the time, Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> or Derek or yeah. John. Yeah. I I'm, don't need this in my life. Well, also... Accidental emails telling me that I've changed my account. No. Or your address. You are you're quite literally staying in the one place. Yo, can you imagine if it was just like, hey, the world's ending, plus all your money's gone, and by the way, your address has changed, and sorry, but uh, you might want to change your password? Because <laughs> that's how I woke up this morning. So anything past that is golden. <laughs> okay, well, then I have a question to ask you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still... 201, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a question to ask you. Um, a friend brought up to me the idea the other day yes. of smoking weed. Now, uh-huh. we do not smoke weed. Right. Have never done it. Yeah. I have taken edibles. I, well, yeah. You took edibles <laughs> in that you were drugged. It. But yeah. 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 Is now the time that we start smoking weed? How are you going to go about that? I have no idea. All I was right. going to hit up Styles and say what? Hey, like. Send me your best shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the worst part is I don't even know how to smoke right like that's the scary thing for me it's like that I would rather do pills or like edibles I would because, rather do pills well only because I understand the method Who of are taking you <laughs> I understand the method of taking it no here's what you don't, I don't know understand. how to smoke I'm gonna be very honest with you Jeff yeah you don't understand when you ingest something mm-hmm. what that does to everything. No, no, no. I'm not so saying. I'm, I'm not saying. I, this I idea wanted, of like, I would much rather do pills. No, I'm not saying I would. Ra- I, 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 I'm not saying. Listen to you. That what you is in pill. the pill <laughs> is good. I'm just saying that I understand the delivery system. Here's what of I heard. Pills. I can take pills for like Advil and Tylenol. I've, here's what I've heard, Jeff. You're on board with pills. I'm. A- <laughs> so we are sponsored by <laughs> Pfizer. Jeff, what or are we doing? Whoever makes uh, <laughs> opioids. What are we doing this Sunday? Oh, this Sunday. Oh, we're going to be on uh, Patreon.com slash It's The Real. That's a good segue. Yeah. But not only are we are we there, we're going to be doing a battle of, of AKAs. Okay. So if anyone doesn't know, I would be shocked. But we've, for the last decade plus, mm-hmm. been starting out all of our interviews anytime we're on camera by being like, yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. The Bag of Chandler, a.k.a. Catch a Case. Yeah, we'll put more energy into it. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. The Bag of Chandler, a.k.a. Catch a Case. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Shoot a Boy in Blue, a.k.a. Papa Smurf. And then we stick the microphone in someone's face and they're always surprised and we're just like, and that's what we do. Yeah. Oh, so now we're going to be doing you know like the versus battles that yes. are on instagram we're gonna be doing this on our patreon only on our patreon okay so that means that if people want to be a part of this if people want to judge it if people want to see it yeah go to our patreon.com slash it's the real yes you go there and you sign up and you can contribute people have been contributing two dollars a month three dollars a month up to ten dollars a month and beyond yep and if you do that we will give givebacks like this battle of AKAs happening this Sunday at five o'clock on patreon.com slash it's the real. Yeah. We're also going to be sending out t-shirts for things. You know, if you, uh, we, we might- are going to make this a reciprocal relationship mm-hmm. so that, uh, it is not just one way. You're not just like feeding this beast. We are making sure that you get something back and, uh, it starts this Sunday with a battle of the AKAs. Are you ready? No. Okay. Well, I mean, it was my, <laughs> it was my idea. Yeah. But I haven't, like, gone into anything. Okay. Like, I, I have the two that I remember. But you you will be ready. I will be ready on Sunday. 5 o'clock, patreon.com slash it's the real. Jeff, who's on the podcast today? On the podcast today, get ready for this. DJ Drama, Drama Boy, and Drum. One more time. Drama, Drama, Drum. <laughs> drama, Drama, Drum. It's a theme. Yep. It's a theme. Uh, great conversations with all three guys. I can't believe we made this thing happen. DJ Drama. Drama boy. Drum. Drama, drama, drum. And now, Jeff, let's call down to Atlanta and get on the phone with the one and only DJ Drama. Ba, 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 ba. Drum! What up? What's poppin'? What's happening? How are you doing during these crazy times? 
you know, I mean, I'm blessed and 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 highly favored. Yep. Um, I I have no complaints. You know, I'm in a position where I can survive comfortably as well as help others in this time of need. Yep. So you know, I, I'm 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 happy to to be able to tell this story one day that I lived through this. Absolutely. Yep. Um, Drom, we had uh, your friend and ours, Lake, on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Lake, yeah. Lake told yeah, us. Lake on the podcast. Yeah, Lake told us Pretty about sure his beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lake told us. Lake told us that uh, that he had an encounter with Joe Exotic from Tiger King. Yeah. And, and then he told us that you guys were in LA and you received a phone call that there was a tiger off the leash that NBA young boy brought to mean streets. And you guys Facts. got a phone call from one yes. of the interns there. What, yes. what is your memory of this? Well, um, <laughs> I, I, my memory is I was Lake was actually in LA. I was actually in Philly at the time when the tiger was in, um, <laughs> Main Street Studios, and it was actually outside for some time. Oh my god! And I got a phone call that you know NBA Young Boy had a tiger. Right? <laughs> this, this is a crazy story. So then, so um, you know, I tell them, "Yo, the tiger can't come in. The tiger can't come in." <laughs> so, then, so then Uzi finds out that I have told them that the tiger can't come in, and in classic Uzi fashion, Uzi goes outside and says, "Man, let the tiger in." <laughs> <laughs> So the tiger, so NBA young boys in like the studio A, um, Uzi's in studio B. The tiger's just like, you know, uh, walking around the studio like as if it's nothing. Yo. And you know, I'm like, yo, what the f if a tiger bites an intern, I'm fucked. Yeah, you know I know. What I'm so then I'm like, yo, I'm telling everybody like, yo, get the, why are y'all letting this tiger walk around the studio and nobody wants to do anything? So I get on the phone with like one of NBA young boys guys, right? Like, I don't, I don't know if it was his manager or his homeboy or what have you. Yeah. So we, I get on the phone with him and, and they like, yo, drama wants to talk to you. And, <laughs> you know, he's like, who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I get on the phone and I'm like, yo, bro, like, you know, with all due respect, you guys can't have a tiger in my studio. <laughs> you know what he says to me? What? Why? Why we can't have a tiger in here? It's a, it's a monkey in here. <laughs> So I'm like, shit, he has a good point. I'm like, fuck. like, fuck, it is a, it's a monkey. It's the fucking zoo. What am I so I'm Yo. like, yeah, it's a monkey, but it's, we, we, we let, we have monkeys. We don't have tigers, bro. Yo, like, who, besides that tiger, what is the most like left field appearance at Mean Street Studios that you can remember? Matthew Modine. Oh, what? <laughs> Yeah, Matthew, you have a you picture know, of him in the studio, which is like nuts. Matthew, Mo Matthew Modine from Full Metal Jacket and Stranger Things is the most left. But how left how does that come so, to so, how does that come to be? So I so I'm I'm in Atlanta, I'm I'm in Midtown, I I'm going to Whole Foods to get some foods, and I see a, a good old friend of mine named Jason Orr who used to um who had this legendary Atlanta event called Funk Jazz Cafe. And he's sitting outside. Mind you, this is like 2015. He's sitting outside um, Whole Foods eating with Matthew Modine. <laughs> and he's like, hey, Drum, this is my guy, Matthew. Matthew, this is Drama. He's Drama. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, it's a pleasure. It's an honor to meet you, man. Like, I'm a big fan, you know. Full Metal Jacket's one of my favorite movies. So then, um, um, so then we go on to, like, um, you know, talk a little bit, and I tell him I have a, I have a studio in Atlanta. He's like, I would love to come by. I'm like, man, you should come by tonight. It's, it's all good. So he comes by. <laughs> Matt, Matthew comes by the studio. You know, I'm showing him around. He he, he has a daughter that's actually in music, mm. and um, he you know we we just start chopping it up. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing in Atlanta, right? So he's like, oh, well, I'm actually down here working on this um new series. It's like this real interesting science fiction metaphysics about these <laughs> intergalactic worlds and you know it's like i play a doctor and it's just, it's just and there's these kids in it and they get into this mess and i'm like and i'm listening to him like damn he, he damn poor matthew Modine, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got to do these like d-list movies now i'm like oh i feel bad for him and everything right six months later fucking stranger things comes out crazy <laughs> crazy and i'm like yo that's what Matthew <laughs> in Atlanta working on and i'm like damn i really thought he was like failing in life yeah. at this point. 
Yeah, so yeah, that was a uh, that was an off cuff uh, appearance. <laughs> um, Drum, I saw that there were uh, there was discussion of you doing a versus battle. <laughs> so so I keep hearing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, are you the one who brought it up? <laughs> nah, I haven't brought it up. I mean, I briefly mentioned something to Swizz, like you know, just in the in like uh, 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 off type of comment, but you know, I. Um, I did an interview the other day, and um, uh, Dramo said that my name is, came up. And, you know, I've seen a couple comments on social media and what have you. So, I mean, I, I'm a fan, you know, like all of us. So I've just been enjoying them, you know, as, as a fan of the culture. Oh, or, yeah. More than anything. But, you know, if, if my name is being tossed around, hey, so be it. I will absolutely toss your name around into the into the hat. Oh yeah, we're yeah. Gonna, we're gonna, we got to make this happen. It's got to be an oversized I mean, fitted fun. hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, if it came to if it came to that part of the culture or, you know, some DJs going at it or it's on a mixtape like platform, I, I think I would be an honest candidate for it. Well, I mean, like what, what's your relationship with like other mixtape DJs? Like, is there, is there one who you would be like, Oh, this is somebody who like we're cool and I have respect for them. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, when it comes to me, I clearly Clue's name keeps coming up. I mm. guess that's like the most formidable opponent, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to like mixtape catalogs. But so, and you know that I, that's that's my guy. You know, what I'm saying I have the utmost respect for him. You yeah. know, like like I told Dramos, like I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. So, yeah. you know, but I, you know, I mean, hip hop is a competitive sport. Yeah, so yeah. By no means would I ever back down from you know a, a jest or what have you so well, but you know i've seen who kids name come up mm-hmm. man mb have been on the phone joking about it um holiday called me mm. so you know i mean it's a, it's a couple people out there but i'd watch everybody yeah, that, yeah there we go there it. we go yeah. yo drum uh i don't want to give up you know your whole uh strategy here but do you have in your mind like a set list of 20 songs that you could just go to and kill somebody or would you have like a batch of forty or sixty thousand, and then and then sort of maneuver based around how the other person is playing it? Um. Well, obviously, one it would depend on who I was going against, but I have I haven't like d- done a set list of songs. I think obviously because of you know the mixtapes, we would have to engage in some type of rules. Like you know, is it just a, a record that's only off the mixtape? Right. Like, is it can I play one of my records? Like, am I allowed to play Uzi and Jack records? You yeah, know what I'm yeah. Saying? So things of that nature. But um, I, I, I would probably, you know, get a good list. I would just get a, a good 25 maybe or maybe 30 just to have a couple extras. But, you know, I, I clearly have a good solid 20 that I could yeah, I'd bang say so. somebody in the head with. You know what I mean? I think that uh, everybody out there knows your entire catalog of mixtapes and, and celebrates them to this day. Are there any mixtapes that were supposed to happen that you were really excited about and for one reason or another and we don't have to get into it did not happen like one one yeah, there's a lot like what there's a lot so travis scott's last day at a rodeo was supposed to be against the grills wow um kanye told him to don't do it wow to make it, to make it an album and i don't think in a disrespectful way no no of course like, Yo, this is album but but travis definitely called me i think his last day at the last day of rodeo that mm. was that was the gangster grills i remember we was on tour and he called me like y'all want to make this a gangster grills um gucci and drake were supposed to do a gangster grills together shit um damn it's, it's a lot actually i'm trying to think are there ones where you recorded like you know actual like vocals on and you were ready to release and like it just didn't happen um jacks which I think um, was it loose? I think I, I recorded vocals for Jack Carlos. recently. Wow. Yeah, loose, and then he took me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my own man, my own guy. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Uzi's Uzi's um Love Is Rage was a gangster gross. Wow. Yep. Man. Yep. Um. In this time now, we've seen you, you know, riding your bike outside. We've seen you, you know, at home with your girls, obviously. Uh, you also had a birthday very recently. Happy belated. Um, what's it like to celebrate a birthday in, in 
just in quarantine. Yeah, yeah. but like, like did you zoom it up? Yeah, but <laughs> but it's also it's not just like in quarantine and like being you know in these four walls. It's also like it's such a mood outside. It's such a heaviness outside, and it's like yo, but you want to celebrate somebody and their their actual born day, right? Um, you know, I mean, I'm I'm one that likes to take take trips on my on my birthday, mm-hmm. so it was kind of a bummer to to kind of be stuck in the house but you know i'm thankful to have family here i'm thankful to have friends around we definitely did like a zoom call nice you know i you know i feel for all the other like aries taurus and what's after that um what is after that nothing's Cancer? after that yeah, it Cancer? stops after Taurus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Okay, yeah. gemini <laughs> uh, yeah i think gemini maybe gemini I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like I'm literally like just tossing out names. I'm just like I don't know. But yeah, but I mean, you know, we all, you know, it's it, it's a tough time for us all. So I mean, I guess we'll all just gather together and, and celebrate on 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 somebody else's uh, zodiac sign. Yeah, in a couple of months, if if possible. Are there any parts of your house now that you've been spending a lot of time in that maybe you were not previous to this? Um, I utilize a lot of my crib actually. Um, I've probably probably spent way a lot more time in the theater room than I than I normally have. I, I don't really go down there a lot, and it's there've definitely been more movie nights than normal. Yeah, like what are you watching? Um, I've watched. I I, I started off quarantine watching House of Cards. Mm. Um, I've watched um Money Heist. Mm. Of, of course, uh. Tiger King. I, but I'm was a big Tiger Tiger King like triggering? Was it just like <laughs> this brings me back? It was crazy. I mean, you know, I didn't even really know. Blake told me that Joe Exotic was who we got the monkey from. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know who the fuck Joe Exotic was. He was like, Yeah, I talked to him on the phone. So I was like, Oh shit. We got we, we got some ties to this. Some yeah. ties to the mob over here. <laughs> um I watch a lot of ninety day fiance. I watch a lot of family feud. Um, oh, how would you I, do on Family Feud? Oh, it's a dream of mine. It's a dream of mine to go on Family Feud. Yo, they tape in Atlanta. Uh, do you, who are you telling? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to do it. So I might look into that. Have you ever see. met Steve Harvey? Yeah, I met Steve Harvey. Real good guy. Yeah? Is he yeah, Is he cool just guy. like naturally funny off the cuff? And he's the most, he's so in, intelligently funny and like just so quick with it. It's amazing. How many buttons were on his suit jacket when you met him? <laughs> I, I, I think I counted like at least 16. <laughs> <laughs> um, Drum, like we've been talking to a lot of people about uh, culture and community right now. And there's no clubs. There's no chance for people to be like really outside bumping new music in their cars what do you think is the future for specifically Atlanta culture, which is so important to the greater hip hop culture? Man, that's a good question. I mean, you know, in times like this, like, you know, you know, no one knows what's next, but obviously I think, you know, people are, are forced to be creative and, and find ways. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of virtual events and in some ways, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of connecting online and and um you know via instagram lives or, or zoom or however you know what i'm saying so i mean it's our culture is so like touch and 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 being in a place to be is so such an important factor of it and that we've had to sacrifice but understandably so so you know i, I think some good will come out of this though you know what i mean i mean i think you know if you look at it like people are spending a lot more times with their families um you know, like murders are down, school yep. shootings are down, yep. the environment is doing better. Yeah. You know, people are having to like, you know, spend more time with themselves. So, you know, as 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 much as we might be losing, I, I I really think you know there's there's something to learn in the game from all this. Yeah, and as it extends to mean streets, like that is a place where a lot of collaborations happen. People right. are walking by, they're dropping into other rooms. That right. is no longer there. How do you yeah. how do you like keep an eye on what your artists are doing as they're spread out, you know, around the country and doing things basically by themselves or maybe with an engineer? I mean, we're you know, I'm in I'm in daily conversations with them and you know, I'm actually right as we speak, we we're having a generation now Zoom call. Um on the computer so you know we we, we're just coming up with ideas and trying to stay creative and keeping them motivated and 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 working and you know i mean i was just i just mentioned this to jack yesterday and i wasn't trying to like i wasn't trying to come say it in a negative way but i was just like damn jack have you ever thought about like 
how this happened like as soon as you were really about to like take off like a rocket ship yeah well and and yeah like he was supposed to have his his birthday dinner and celebrating the new release up here in new york and and that was yeah yeah, then uh everybody canceled and and he went home you know i mean like yeah so um were you in new york but i mean you know he he brought up a good point he's like i mean just think about what it have been like if he didn't have a hit record out you know what i'm saying so you know that that's that's a plus like you know imagine being in this time and and, and not being in a space where you know everybody's talking about him or people are loving the record so you know just looking at the, the, the positive side of it um as related to jack how worried are you about his hair uh in quarantine <laughs> <laughs> i think he'll be able to i just don't want him to do something drastic <laughs> yeah and cut it or do something crazy yeah. and braid it or something like if he comes if he comes out of quarantine with braids i'm be like fuck yeah <laughs> yo wait hold on drop as as a lot of people out there know maybe some people don't know you used to have long long dreads especially when I you did. were when you were in college um I did. could you imagine going through quarantine with those things right now oh my god who knows what out of them Oh, I can't imagine that. I yo, can't imagine that. Listen, Drum, uh, listen, congratulations on, on everything. Certainly, you know, you started off the quarantine with the, with the new Uzi project. You started off the quarantine with new Jack project. We can't even wait for, for everything that you guys are developing right now. We know Generation Now is just ahead of the curve, been ahead of the curve. And, and we can't wait for you to drop new stuff, uh, new, D, new DJ drama stuff. We can't wait for that yeah. versus that we know is going to happen. And we can't wait for you to drop our songs during that versus. There we go. <laughs> Right, you guys definitely have a tape that I could uh, go to. That yeah, is, that definitely. Right. I yeah. feel like we all know that it is definitely number fifteen. It was 16. in my. It was in my. It was in my twenty-five. There you go, Drum. We love you. Take care of yourself, you and yours, you, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. All right. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all, man. Now, Jeff, let's call it to LA and get on the phone with Drummer Boy. Listen to this track, bitch. Yes, sir. Drummer Boy. Hey, boy. Yo, uh, listen, I, I want to start about 10 years ago. Can you tell us what made Spend It the one for Titty Boy to sort of uh, relaunch in a national way as 2 Chains? Um, I think the response that it had, like, you know what I mean? It was crazy. It had the kids going crazy. It had everybody dancing. It was huge in the club. All the DJs were... Uh, you know what I mean? Going crazy over the record. So I think it was the response and how big that record got. Like it, it we I did three songs on the mixtape. Yep. Boo, uh, turn up, I yep. walk in, then we turn up yeah. and then I did spend it. So it was crazy just having those three on the project because I watched him record the whole project in my crib. He recorded the whole True Religion uh, project yep. in my studio. So, you know what I mean? Just seeing like him transition from Titty Boy to 2 Chains, uh, and just the frustration that he was able to release. You know what I mean? Like not being happy at, at his previous label and whatnot. For sure. Like, Man, bro, just snap into you. Whatever make you you just snap into that and he just ran with it, bro. So could any of those three songs end up being the one? Or or did you in your mind always envision it as like spend it was gonna be it? Um uh, when we were doing it, like you know what I'm saying? Like Boo, I I knew when he did Boo that I said we we got something. Mm. Because Boo, I was like, yo, you gotta put your Gotti on this. He was like, You think so? I was <laughs> like, Yeah, but because People forget Memphis is a tri-state region. Mm-hmm. We're the tri-state in the South. So you get Memphis, you got Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi. You know what I mean? You That's three states. Does it mean something to you, too, having come from there, where it's like you do work with guys like Dolph or Gotti, that it's like hometown, you know, that, that feeling? Well, I mean, that's, that's where I come from. I came up with Gotti. So, yeah. man, Gotti was working before I even touched in Atlanta ever yeah you know what i mean so me and Gotti had songs in the street life album look up life album i got four songs on there mm-hmm. my production company did 12 songs so we pay- basically executive produced his first album yeah well I, this is going to be a, a dumb question but you know i want to know how memphis you are like how many white all white outfits do you have <laughs> <laughs> i got at least <laughs> 
25 to 30, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like going to all the all-white night every year. Well, what are you doing now during quarantine where like no one's getting dressed up, no one's really going outside to show off, no one's like taking pictures of their fits or anything? What do you do with all the clothes that are hanging in your closet right now? Do you even change out of like, you know, Nike sweatsuits or anything? Yeah, absolutely, man. I got a whole lot of different swag. You know what I mean? I definitely got a lot of clothes, free clothes to be particular throughout <laughs> my career. Yeah. Just from LRG and Hudson and, um, and you know, like Pelly Pelly. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy just the relationships that I've had with just so many, even Reggie Sanders at Jordan. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. we've gotten so many different, you know, lace-ups and, you know, gifts and drummer boy come through. We got a bag for you. My first time actually in L.A., I go to, uh, what's my boy's name? Family First? Yep. Mm. Uh, Stars and Stripes. Yeah, famous. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, my, my first time there, I'm with, uh, uh, what's my boy who passed? And Chris, who was on the plane. Oh, um, uh, I can't even Travis Barker. No, the one with Travis Barker. Yeah, um, he passed and shit, but that was his store. From LRG? No, no, no. Um, nah, from Famous Stars and Stripes. Yeah, yeah. Chris, uh, Chris Barker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, what I'm saying he he tells me come through the store. And the first time I go through there, man, I'm talking. I'm, I walk out with like five, six bags of clothes, <laughs> like just, you know what I mean. This is my first time in LA, and he was like, "Bro, LA's gonna love you, bro. Apparently, You're so cool." Da, 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 you know what I'm saying? And I just look at where I'm at, even with my presence in LA, like it's 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 crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? R.I.P. Chris Barker. Like it's just so many guys on the clothing tip that show love, and that's the reason why I opened my store, mm. House of Fresh. To you know, what I mean, sell all the rappers' brands and to give back to like this celebrity boutique type feel. We got the barber shop in the shop now. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's a one stop shop. You can come even if you miss the mall nine thirty, ten o'clock. You know what I mean? You can stop one stop shop, get your hair cut, get fresh, take a shower. You know what I mean? And go to your show. Yeah, you know I mean, Young Dolph. A lot of those guys come shop with me late because they missed the mall. I'm so, sure. You know what I mean, definitely check out my storehouse of fresh ATM. On, on IG, um, I want to know. You know, you were super early in working with uh, Boys in the Hood, so like, well, I mean, like, I guess there was only early, yeah, working with Boys <laughs> in the Hood. So, like, how did that relationship start? Working with Boys in the Hood basically came through uh, my manager Squeak. My manager Squeak uh, was managing Jody Breeze before I mm. even was on on the radar. So he was on the road all the time with Jody Breeze doing things, whatnot. And then they were, he's cool with Block. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So Big Block was like, man, I'm finna put this group together, boys in the hood. Da, 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 da. And I had been hearing about Jeezy. So, you know what I mean? I knew Jody Breeze first. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Then mm -hmm. I started hearing about Jeezy, whatnot. Woo, woo, woo. We ended up doing Trap Niggas. And then we did, uh, we did Get Your Gangsta On. It was a song me and, uh, Jeezy and Jody Breeze did. You mm -hmm. can probably look and find on YouTube called Get Your Gangsta On. That was like the first two songs I did with Jeezy and, and, and Jody together in the studio. And uh, shit, the rest was history, man. Look, I did Look on uh, Boys in the Hood album. Uh, them boys got work, came out. You know what I mean? So I knew the album was going to be big. I had two records on the album. Cool. Then Jeezy says, hey, my, you know, I'm, I'm working on my solo too. Mm -hmm. I, got, I got an opportunity for you. And that came standing ovation. So you know what I'm saying? That was like my first platinum plaque. And from there, it was a wrap. So up here, it always felt like Jody Breeze was going to be the one who sort of like jumped in front of everybody. Is that? Yeah, Jody was supposed to be kind of like Tip. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. But Jody kind of got off topic. Like Jody was supposed to be rapping to the women. And mm. Jody started, you know, he, he, he started, you know, hitting you with a lot of gangster rap and this and that, like, which was more like Jeezy. Mm -hmm. But Jeezy already had that lane. You know what I mean? And we always say, like, like Jody had a, a record called uh, Stay Fresh. All you gotta do is stay fresh. Mm -hmm. He did it with Jazzy Faye. Had he stayed in that lane, he would have been like that Drake. You know what I'm saying? Just talking to the ladies. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, some rappers, they, you know, you want to be so hard, want to be just, just gangster, gangster. And then, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you gotta switch up. You gotta find what, 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 what your lane is. 
All so, the girls that was coming out on the shows to Boys in the Hood was coming to see Joe DeGree. Yeah. One of our favorite eras is that 2010 Gucci era. And um, we have a we have a soft spot in our heart for, for OJ. And, uh, you know, when, when Gucci came out and uh, he performed at the, I think it was the Fox Theater, you know, that big performance in Atlanta. And, and OJ, you know, drove in and, and was a part of that. And Dolph, too, and a, and a whole bunch of people. Um how do you feel about OJ in, you know, the year 2020 and, and what he represents and what he can bring back? For, you talking about OJ the Juice? Yeah. yeah. Man, I just talked to OJ. I've been trying to get OJ to do a project. And it, like, I can, it's crazy. I can, let me go to his text messages. Let me see the last time I hit OJ. Because OJ is family. Like, that's. I'm saying. That's somebody that I look forward to, you know, just giving us a couple a couple more projects and you know what I mean? I've been like, man, come on, let's do a project. Let's do a project. It's funny because, and I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but he came up here probably around 2010. There was a, a, a show that he did at BB Kings and he was not received well, even though like nationally, you know, his song was just killing it. And I feel like if OJ came back strong now, he would be at the center of, of the whole thing. Well, also, I mean, like that show, it was the locks. Yeah, it was it was very New York centric. So, <laughs> so it like when OJ came out, it was not like on brand. Right. OJ, OJ came out pretty much like just in the streets. Like he, he, he had the same formula and method like Gucci. Gucci would press up maybe a thousand CDs the night they leave the studio. Mm-hmm. Hatchwork would press up the CDs right there on on spot. So imagine recording the song, making a song, and then pressing up the CDs right there. Like as soon as you leave, you pressing them up. So you only leave with five hundred or a thousand, and you putting them in the streets. whatnot. people will be like, "Damn, what's that you bumping? What's that you jamming?" Mm-hmm. That, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like a jealousy thing because you ain't got it. Yeah, and you can't get it nowhere. So you had to have one of them CDs to have that particular music. Then it hit live mixtapes. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, drama. Like, what's what's the most instant reaction that you ever had to a song like being released? For real, one of OJ Juice songs. Just the the I yeah I I. It was just like you know what I'm saying. Like it it was the fascination in ad libs. A lot of times, people ad libs be like just as hard as they song. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. And you remember them just from they ad lib. Like Jeezy's a. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it was the alias that kind of hyped the song to just make you feel like you in the club. You could be at the house and you feel like you in the club. You know what I'm saying? I think that was that was what OJ did best, as well as telling the stories of the trap. You know what I mean? To some people, it might not sound good or this or that, or people might not uh, react well to a show or this or that. But that don't take away from man. This this, this what we like. So you know what I mean? It's 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 like it it come down to really like what you like. You know what I mean? You wouldn't have went to the show if you didn't like OJ the Juice, man. Mm. Was there ever a difference for you in cooking something up and putting it out immediately, like, you know, an hour after or whatever, um, and developing something with a big building like Def Jam when you, like, for instance, did, like, put on? Like, is there a difference for you in how you go about making something? It's, it's just really the circumstances. Like, no hands. Everybody was like, eh, it's, 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 it's cool, it's alright, but I ain't tripping. So I was like, alright, I got your permission, Walker, I can put this song out. He was like, yeah, man, go ahead, John, you can do what the fuck you want to do with that <laughs> motherfucker, man. You know what I'm saying? For real. So I took it, put it out, gave it to the DJs. The song becomes the number one song in Atlanta in a week. Mm. All right, now now the labels, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. drama, drama, hey, we need the like, come Roscoe. Roscoe people calling, trying to buy the song. Wale people trying to call and find the song. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants the motherfucker now. You know what I'm saying? So you, you, you. It's different methods to how you do things. I put on Jeezy surprised me because he knew what the fuck he had. He knew he had a hit. You know what I'm saying? I got Kanye on a down south beat. When have you heard that? Never. At, at that point, okay, never. Got, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I got Kanye on on auto tune. It's the first time he even playing around with auto tune for real, for real. You know what I mean? So this is a fucking like rare moment. 
Well, how did I, I'm riding down the highway and here I put on on the radio station. Miss Shanika introduced it, and it was crazy. Like it's just a moment. That moment right there, like you talking about screaming to the top of my lungs in the car, like Woo! <laughs> hell yeah, bitch, hell yeah, <laughs> bitch. I put on for mine, nigga. Fuck you, be like you know what I'm saying? Just excited as fuck, bro. Like you know what I mean? I heard um that you were inspired by the Bulls for that song. I was, yeah, like the Bulls, uh, Chicago Bulls theme song. Like, you know what I'm saying? I used to always, that's my favorite team to watch. Every time I watch Michael Jordan, it just give me a feeling, give me goosebumps, chill bumps, and shit like that. And a part of that was their season opener. Mm. I mean, they, uh, they intro to the home game. Yeah. Introducing the starting lineup, man, bro. I live for that shit. And I wanted to make something that feels like that. So I changed my shit up and, you know, did some whole other shit. But that that's I put on. Just the inspiration from that. So have you been watching The Last Dance on ESPN on Sunday nights? Hell yeah, I have. Of course. Absolutely. We, we, we left out with Dennis Rodman. We waiting for what come next. Yeah, 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 yeah. So has this given you new inspiration or some some type of, like, nostalgia in watching it? Hell yeah, bro. Like the beats I've been making lately, I just did one for two chains. I'm on next mm. Gucci man. Mm. Um uh who else just hit me? Who else just hit me? Um, OJ the Juice Man. Yeah, OJ the Juice Man. Uh man, I got some I got some shit, man. Hopefully this this making the stallion shit go down. Like first a lot of people reaching out, like, yo, I need that drummer boy. I need that drummer boy. Big crit, uh Ballin' G. We got the new album on that. I'm doing that whole project. I'm, I'm, I'm. You're you know working. I, I know. Holy this, shit. This is yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Um, wait, well, I want to yeah, know. Right. Who's Gucci the... Mane got some new Gucci Mane too. He just hit me. Well, by the way, Gucci know. always has new Gucci Mane. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there's, yeah. never, there's never not go- new Gucci Mane coming out. <laughs> who's the most yeah. underrated Chicago Bull? Like, who's like the one that you're just like, oh, also that person? The most underrated Chicago Bull is Scottie Pippen. Mm. That's hands down. Mm. That's hands down, man. Everybody on Michael Jordan, everybody on Michael Jordan, but they didn't realize how much they needed Scottie Pippen until they needed Scottie Pippen. Yeah. See, I fucked with, like, Horace Grant because he wore goggles. The goggles were hard. Goggles were hard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Horace Grant, they was on his ass. They was always checking Horace Grant and Bill Cartwright. But, uh, Yo, by the way, you know, Horace they, they, Grant has the best line out of the documentary so far when he called the the Detroit Pistons bitches. That was great. He's uh, like, yeah, straight yeah, up yeah. bitches. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but that's how he felt. Horace Grant was a, a, a key ingredient, you know what I mean, when he was there for sure. Um, and, of course, Dennis Rodman was a key ingredient. You know, Steve Kerr is the ingredient. They had a lot of pieces. Yeah. John Paxton. I forgot about B.J. Armstrong. B.J. Armstrong. There you go. Yeah. B.J. Armstrong. Ron Harper. Yeah, man. Yeah. Tony uh, Kukoc. You know, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Tony Longley. Kukoc. <laughs> yeah. We remember Kukoc. Kukoc was so smooth and fucking sassy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and that lone shooter. Like, everybody respected Kukoc. He was like that hard Italian you don't want to fuck with. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, who's who was more sassy, uh, Tony Kukoc uh, in the finals or Babyface in um, in the Instagram live? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get out with the Babyface. Like, <laughs> yeah. Babyface had his sassy face on. Yo, all, killed him all live. Yo, um, drummer boy, uh, our friend Anise uh, wanted to know from you if you have any good and funny plies stories. Any good and uh, not really, man. Like the the way we the way we worked was kind of long distance. He was always back in Florida, mm. and everything was kind of more so the label making things happen and you know pulling T Pain for the hook and him recording on it. My first time playing uh plenty money for for my homeboys. I played the song for like some, some of my some of my Memphis partners and all of them were like, man, who the fuck is that, man? What is that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I was trying to tell them like, bro, this the this 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 the next nigga out of Florida, like, bro, this 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 might he we got some shit, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know about that one, drum man. You need to goddamn go back to the woodwork, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
don't know about that one. Niggas was just hating on the shit. But then when that shit came out in the club, mm. it was just like, I was just like, what the fuck? I ain't even vision it like that. Like, I ain't see them people screaming back, what's in my pocket, oh, big face, mm. on Like, bro, that shit is the biggest monster. line monster. in the club. Like, everybody just can't wait to say big face, on <laughs> it. Like, so, you know what I'm saying? So now that, now that Gucci and Waka are back good, uh, is there any potential that you can see for a new Ferrari's Boys uh, project? Man, it'll probably be something, you know, coming soon. I think they're going to take this time out to enjoy each other's families. Yeah. You know what I mean? Catch up on stores and, and, and whatnot before they just rush into the studio doing work. But I, it, it'll definitely be some more music, you know what I'm saying? In a way, the, the, the pace Gucci been working... Mm sooner than later man well listen uh drummer boy we so appreciate you not just for this phone call but for your entire catalog you have shaped an entire generation and we appreciate you for that um hopefully when this is all over we can sit down you with you for like an hour and a half conversation a real podcast and uh and until then we're sending our love and be well all right i appreciate it man and now jeff let's stay in los angeles and get on the phone with Drum. Drum. What up? What up, bro? What's happening? How are you? I'm cool, man. Can't complain. How are y'all? We're doing all right. We're hanging in there. You know, it's. I think it's uh, day by day, moment by moment for for all of us. How are you doing throughout? You know, this this bigger idea of what quarantine is and what this COVID nineteen thing is is like these days. I ain't gonna hold you. Um, it's not, it's not that much of a difference than like how I usually carry, you know, my day to day for real for the most part. Cause I, I'm, I'm kind of like a recluse. I be sticking in the house. The only thing is that I don't have the choice to uh, be in the house. Like yeah. I don't have the opportunity to, to to turn somebody down when they ask me, can I go somewhere, da, da, da. Yeah. It's like it's mandatory. So it makes me want to rebel. You know <laughs> what I mean? Other than that, you know, that wanting to rebel shit, like, it quickly gets nipped in the bud when you see the severity of uh, the situation, man. Oh, for like, sure. People dying. When was the last time that you were outside? Like, where were you when you first, like, found out, like, that this was a serious thing, that you had to go inside? Well, I was in a crib. I, I, I was in the crib when I found that out. But the thing is, here's, here's the thing. Like, I I go to this, uh, like, it's only one park open in the city, right? And it's like me, my manager, a couple guys, like, like they do, like, training, like, working out and shit, like, running and stuff like that, whatever, whatever. That helps me feel like I'm still doing something productive. I'm still enjoying things outside uh, rather than, you know, like, whatever whatever like of course i'm not at a bar or in a party or something like that but to be able to just go outside and to like you know get the sun rays and feel like you've done something productive like instead of just me just sitting around like i used to <laughs> that's kind of good but but it's scary it's, it's still scary yeah it's for sure scary. absolutely Given that, you know, you are creative, how have you found this heaviness affecting how you create? Um, I, if I'm going to keep it a buck, the only thing that I feel like is, um, is hindering with this situation is like my recording situation at the house is not the ideal one. Like, like, and, uh, just, just the way that I've set things up, the way that I've worked for so long. It's like, you know, I'm I'm used to a certain way. So Well what is you know, that? And, they, and they're just having their equipment. Sure, engineer. I go in the room, <laughs> do my thing. You feel me? Go in the room, do my thing, boom, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? Like over here, like, like I I haven't really invested in a home recording situation because it was so uh you know, uh, uh record recording rooms was so accessible to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like any moment that I wanted to get in, I could just get in. And I mean we, we, we have engineers on, on, on call that, that you know, that I'm really uh comfortable with, like we have a relationship with. So that was never a real thing, you know, and I I, I I mean, evidently been spoiled by the whole thing. <laughs> well in the so meantime like, I mean I've been di- I've been dibbling I've been dibbling dabbling like 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 with beats or whatever. Like I've been getting back on my like 
you know, getting back to my roots, just like, you know, uh, pull up the SL. Yeah. Uh, see, you know, see what's shake around or whatever, whatever. And I've been coming up with, like, song ideas and things of that nature. So that's not really been, uh, like, nothing has really been halted in that area except for the actual laying down on wax. Are you the type to, in the middle of the night, if an idea comes to you, take your iPhone and just, like, sing into a voice memo? Oh, yeah, I got I got plenty, plenty, plenty voice memos. So many to the point where you probably, I probably forget them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, like, 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 you know, you go through and you check them, you be like, oh, yeah, I got that one song, da 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 So, that's, you know, that's pretty much how that goes. But, like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely one of those guys, like, like, I could be having an argument with my story, and she says something that just sounds funny or clever, and I just, like, and, and not even on purpose, I start singing it, like, making a <laughs> song. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it, it's, it's, it gets like that sometimes. Does that help with the argument or no? Yeah, of course, because it, it, uh, uh, it adds a level of, 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 of levity. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 cut all that shit out, man. You know, we still going to be together, all that bullshit. You know, let's get past all that. Let's let's have a chuckle and, and move on. How about that? Um. One of my favorite songs, and I, I, you know, we hit up Damo when you first dropped it. We hit up Jason at Atlantic when it, when you first dropped it. Like, the laydown with you and her and Watt is so fire. Super tell, fire. Tell me about, like, how that song came together. Thanks, man. Um, so, since back in 2018, yeah, this is the record. I recorded it around this time years ago man yeah so that's when i um got up with watt and you know you know Watt is like you know a fucking insanely successful and talented producer you know his track record his track record is like you know it's not even you know it's, it's, it's like it, it, it'll you know it'll make you laugh if you read all of his astonishing credits yeah but he's a fan, like, you know, like, it was a mutual thing. Like, like he was, you know, he's down to work with me or whatever, whatever, and very excited. And so he had, like, this world star, like, like world star, like, band, like, he assembled, like, some of the greatest guys, like, you know, like, Chad from, um, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers on drums. Like, Whoa. you know, yeah, Pino, Pino on the keys, like, like everybody Whoa. that was playing were, were very, very world-renowned you know, uh, musicians. And when he did, he locked in with them for about a week and got like mad session ideas, jams, and this, that, and the third. And once I got up with him, he played me, you know, their jam sessions and things of that nature. And like a lot of them, most of the songs that we did together, he would up produce them from where the session was like, oh, I fuck with this, boom, boom, da, 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 And then we did it going. Well, with the lay down, the moment that I heard the record, just the jam set. That, that record has no up production. It's just the jam session from when it was just vibing. Like, so that, that, that's like, it was really special in that way to where it didn't really need anything touched. And then after the record, after I recorded the, uh, you know, the two verses or whatever, was just sitting there on watch studio. He's like, man, like, you know, this is amazing. He's like, yo, let me, let me lay down this solo or whatever, whatever. I'm so I swear to God, I lied to you not. He plugged in his, he plugged in his guitar, and I think he actually used one of his favorite guitars. He has, like, 30 guitars lined all around his uh, walls and shit, like, yeah. like one of them collector types. Pulled out his favorite one, he plugged it in. One take. That was one take. Like, that, as soon as it came up, he just played it all throughout, and that was it. That's incredible. It was, in, and, and it was incredible. Like, I'm sitting there watching him do it. I was like, damn. How then did you get her involved? So, at first, I just had the, uh, like, like at first, the song was just, like, completely mine or whatever, whatever. Like, I had the second verse written out, whatever, whatever. And we're listening to the record, and Big Bob Atunde, you know, uh, Big Tune, he's like, yo, you know what? I really think this record would be even more special if we got a girl up there, like a duet. Like, what, you know, what you, matter of fact, what do you think about her? And I was like, my name, I was like, yo, that would be perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they sent the record over to her and her team. She really enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? 
and uh, you know, just the basis of the second verse, which I had already got down, like like she just re-recorded and switched up some of the words to make it fit to her. And I'm talking about it was it was just like it was like magical. It, it was just like once we got back the reference, it was like oh, this is, this is all we fucking need. Like we're good to go. <laughs> and then you know we we, we just started going from there. You know what I mean? Like, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, those 80s duets that, like, don't really exist yeah, anymore. Was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Bro, like, bro, like, like, bro I, 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 think, I think I can raise my hand and say, like, like, bro, like, niggas really bringing back, niggas brought back and is continuing to bring back the, the true element of a duet. Unquestionably. You know, where, like, okay, some, sometimes you got a verse and then they do a verse or whatever, whatever and it's a guy featuring a girl or vice versa and it's cool, right? Yeah. But like singing together, really making it feel as one, like a whole thing to where when you're standing on stage and you're singing together, it doesn't look like, oh, just or whatever, whatever. It's right. like a real thing. You know, we, we you know, and this has been since, since Caretaker, uh, shit, since Feet in the Water, you know what I'm saying? Feet in the Water, Caretaker, Wi-Fi, you feel me? Like, and, and, and it's even more. We've got even more. And, um, I'm just really, really proud to, to to be able to have these powerful records that 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 you know showcase the magic of a, a real true duet. Unquestionably, and and I think what also adds to that is the actual art that you did for it and the music video that you did for it. I think it evokes a certain feeling, and you get that full package across the board. Yeah, man. Thank you. Um, Another one of our favorite uh, songs from the last couple of years is uh, your collaboration with our guys, Chromeo. And, you know, oh, listen, that that Chromeo album is I, I and I told them that there are friends like it is it is full of, of songs where there's no skips. You know, it is just a complete album. And the only right way to start it off is with your guys collaboration must have been. How did that come to be, and how much do you love what they're bringing to, like, you know, pop culture in terms of their funk? Fun, 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 fun story, fun fact. Um, when it first came about, like, hey, they want you to do this record or whatever, I was like, bet, I'm hyped, right? Why did I, I, and this is just me being silly, but I mistook that, I thought I was working with Jamiroquai. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo and Jamiroquai mixed up. Yo. <laughs> I was like, this don't sound like, like the Jamiroquai shit. You're like, yo, the guy with the hat? <laughs> he was like, Jamiroquai, it's crow. I said, yo. <laughs> so that's, that's a funny thing. But like, thinking I've been doing this thing and, you know, just all of the opportunities that came about with it and, you know, how they were, you know, really, really adamant on including me on things or whatever. It was a, it was a really dope experience and, it's, it's it's just cool that guys that have achieved so much in music like they have, you know, just, you know, give up the love like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what's what's coming up for you? Like, are you... Oh, my second album is done. Oh, it's shit. Done. It is. And, 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 I, and it's crazy because, like, more and more people, they ask, like, hey, you know, you're coming out with music. Do you even make music anymore? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, man, look, like, you know, like, in our team, like, like you know, especially with my operation, we've never been fans of rushing anything. And granted, okay, it's been a long time coming with this, like, but at the end of the day, I feel as though once the, once the product comes out, it'll make, it'll make so much sense why, why that time in between was needed, because it's a completely different sound. Like, from, from the people, especially for the people that really, only known me for a few of the more popular songs sure, that yeah. are in my catalog. The people that are like day one fans, like, you know, core fans, and, you know, the ones that, like, really, you know, know, like, the B side of the album and all this and the third, I think they're going to be just, like, automatically just pleased and locked in. But the people that, you know, because, you know, sometimes I check them on little DMs, sometimes, you know, you got the, you know, that little hype boys and all that, you know, dude, make a broccoli too, the rock. <laughs> you know, it's like, 
Get the fuck on, bro. Keep streaming that. You know, you would still help the cause. If you don't fuck with the new shit, I, I, you know, I totally understand. But if you continue to play the songs that you love, you'll still be helping the cause. How mm. about that? Mm. By the way, I really wish that you would have just responded to my DM instead of just airing me out <laughs> right here. Yo, Drum, uh, one of our favorite things from, uh, from the moment that you stepped foot in our apartment when you did the podcast all those years ago... Was the yeah. was the relationship that you have with Rick Rubin, and we think it's so special. It's it's two genius minds from two totally different worlds coming together to uh, to just live and talk and create and be around each other. Uh, how how much are you over there uh, in Shangri La now? How much of this album has been recorded there? And can you talk about the magic of that place in the in you know just to begin with? Well, I think. Um the, the, the most magical thing about Shangri-La is that no matter how far between the visits are, no matter how often, it's the, it, it, the, the vibe never leaves. It picks right back up, like like right when you get back in. It's, it's something about that place. It's, it's just so much energy is pumped into it that's just so pro-music, pro-making the best thing, pro-being free, musically free. It's like a paradise and, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's like smelling gases or some type of shit. Like, you know, you just, I don't know, it's just opens you up on some other shit. And like, it's, it's, it's real fire because it's one of those places where you don't have to go all the time for, for you to feel it, for you to, you know, for you to feel like, damn, like, like that's, that's, that, that's a spot of mine, you know? And, um, damn. Rick, like, he's just, he's everything that, that anyone that's a fan of him would imagine, and more. Like, like just like a, like a living, breathing entity. Like, like, like when you say that this person is an entity, like, I don't even know the, how to put it, explain it on words, but it just sounds right. He's <laughs> just an entity, man. And the fact that I have his, uh, you know, like, like, like I have his favor and, and, and ears through, through, through the music and just the relationship and, and just everything that he's done for me over these years, like, like to the point where it, it's unimaginable, man. Like, this guy has literally been just, just, just the, one of the, one of the, one of the most important figures in my entire career and musical existence, like just, just, just helping, help, helping, helping the, you know, the cause of just putting out there, like, hey man, I'm running, you know, he's running with me, and you know, this is this shit, and da da da, like it, it feels great, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I can imagine what what is the most like succinct and like best advice that he's given you in regards to your career or your art or whatever. Man, he told me don't ever go into a situation or request something from somebody with the intentions of it already being shot down. For example, like, say, like, like, okay, if, if I see a girl and be like, uh, you, you know, you don't want to give me your number, do you? Like, like, it's already inviting negative, like, like some, some type of, like, you, you, you're already giving them a way to be like, uh, you know, like, but if, hey, let me get, you know, hey, let me get your number, I'd like to call you sometime. Mm. It's like you're sure of you're sure of what you want, and people go along with it. People are, are, are attracted and gravitate to you more when you are for sure about what you want to do, and it makes the other person feel like, yeah, I, I should do this. If, if, if they really feel like, you know, this guy, he's not guessing himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have to apologize to you, and I don't know if you're gonna remember this, but but maybe you will. I don't know. But the last time we saw you. We were at a Fool's Gold event in New York in Queens and you came running over to me and you were so excited to see me and I was so excited to see you and there was a third person there and the third person was not somebody I knew but I was wrapped up in this like long horrible conversation where he was trying to sell me a a basketball jersey that I didn't (laughs) want. And oh, and then he started just like going down this rabbit hole of like trying to get you involved in some organization that he's part of. 
anyway, I just wanted to apologize because <laughs> by the time you left the conversation, you were just like, all right, cool, man. Like you just like ghosted. And I was just like, man, I just, I, I my, my relationship with drama is all fucked up now. <laughs> no, nah, bro. Like, you know, what's so crazy. I feel bad on myself for not even remembering that. Like, <laughs> I, it, I hear so I hear so many stories about me and Paxton with people, and they think, yo, you da 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 Yo, you was hanging from a chandelier, and it's like, yo, that's embarrassing, man. Like, <laughs> hey, I don't remember it. Hey, I hope that, you know, you didn't purge me for it. Like, please, please. You I know. just wish that you had rescued me from the conversation. You were like, hey, Jeff, let me talk to you over here. But instead, you were just like, all right, cool, Yo, man, see ya. You, you want to know the best part, Drum, is that, uh, or maybe the worst part, is that that dude never even sent the basketball jersey. No. Horrible. Uh, Horrible. That's, 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 that's that shit. That's, that's that uh, underhanded networking. That's, that's, that's that sleeve ball. It's like, it's like the, it's like um, D.C., you know, you got the lobbyists uh, on the motherfuckers just, just put, you know, populating that, that area. Like, yep. why are you there? What are you there for? Da, da, da. Like, you know, it's exactly right. Make something shake. That's why we need. That's why we need our friends over in Virginia to represent. Listen, Drum, we love you. Take care of yourself. Take care of your dog. Take care of your people out there. Be safe. Uh, be creative. We're looking. We're so looking forward to this new album. Uh, and uh, hopefully when it comes out, we'll be able to see you in person and tell you how dope it is face to face. Until we see you then, be well and we'll talk to you soon, all right? Thank you, man. I bet. Shout to Drum, shout to Drummer Boy, and shout out to DJ Drama. Jeff, are we back tomorrow? We are back every day forever. As always, guys, not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Correct. <laughs>